I am sure that Hollywood blockbusters movies shed light on who is informant and how they are operate. That being said, who is the informant? How are they recruited? And what motives lie behind being the informant? No one publicly shares that. Okay, spoiler alert. I recently published a monograph, not the book, but a monograph about informants and the whistleblower management plan. And that little bit shed light into that world. So in this episode, let's dig deep into the topic about who are the informants and who are the informers. How often have we watched blockbuster movies where some of the main characters are labeled informants? I would like to make the point to you that being informant is not just a name or definition. An informant is the person, a human. Someone who has a name, surname, address, family and life. Even I can't pinpoint exactly, in analytical sense, how many have become informants because they must. Meaning, they have been pushed into this role due to personal reasons. There are a number of informants who go there as a part of their career. A professional informant understands the value of credible information and expect to be compensated accordingly. So they expect monetary return of favors, but most superior informants are those, you guessing who, who are ideologically poised with belief into system like those two examples. Number one professional informant is Robert Philip Hansen, born April 18, 1994. He was an American former Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, double agent who spied for the Soviet and Russian intelligence service against the United States. And that was not sure. That was between 1979 and 2001. Ideological informant. Harold Adrian Russell, better known Kim Philby, born January 1, 1912, and died May 1911-1988. was a high-ranking member of a British intelligence and also spy for the Soviet Union, who else, serving as an NKVD and KGB operative and passed many crucial secrets to the Soviets in the early days of Cold War. But why? Philby became a socialist and later communist while attending the University of Cambridge in Cambridge, England. He was recruited into Soviet intelligence apparatus after working for the Comintern in Vienna, following graduation. But don't be fooled. Intelligence agencies love to recruit students to become spy. What better? You have the fresh brain, brain new person who just attended university and somehow they become either informants or use them to change the culture in some country about this some other time. Our thirst for information is insatiable. Despite how easily we can access material at the click of a mouse, well, there's a big difference between accessing information on the net and getting information directly from individual. I'm getting, perhaps you ask yourself, I can read and see what's on the internet. What more do I need? Well, as an ex-intelligence operative, I agree with you. However, an informant will usually have access to more than just information, 
but an extensive circle of other people. Informant observes and will interact on social levels, which we cannot do in internet. We cannot. You agree? We can do so much over the web conferencing, the internet, but when you have the person to person, they add color and movement to the picture. Even today, there's no exact definition for the term informant. However, every government department has its own definition. Basically, it's a human being who provides information. Let's go talk about historical data. We heard all about Eastern Germany and Stasi and how cruel and merciless they were. But did you know that East Germany had almost 180,000 informants? 180,000, most recruited by domestic intelligence agencies such as Stasi and Ministry of State Security due to the fact that Stasi performed work outside of Eastern Germany borders as well. Now, Western government agencies also use informants extensively and I found very interesting information. According to Forbes and the writer Adam Andrzejewski, 2021, United States agencies paid over $500 million to the informants while the Drug Enforcement Agency Association, DEA, still has over 18,000 active informants. 18,000, we surprised Eastern Germany had 180,000. Utilizing information is not only to preserve of government agencies. They have been used by corporations around the world as well, particularly those in highly competitive industries such as military contracts, chemical or pharmaceutical, just to name a few. Corporate informants are not only people who are working on behalf of competitors. There's an interesting uh, data. Corporate informants exist to provide information to the media, in the case Goodwin versus United Kingdom, 1997. Yes, there's a informants who provide information to the media. Informants are often categorized with respect to their nature and motivation into two categories, informant and informant. So who is informant? Informant is anyone who provides and supplies information without the consent of the other party with the intent of malicious personal and financial gain. Recruitment of that type of informants is in category which government agencies usually are regulated by legislations and acts of parliament. That means not everybody from the government agency can recruit informant. It's uh, their methodology and technology and way and modus operandi people being educated who can handle informants. Who is the informer? Now, informer is any informant except a person without any criminal record, background, or association who supplies information, whether for reward or not, on the actual or anticipated criminal activities or those involved either directly or indirectly in such activities, where it's anticipated that the informant will provide information more than once. Let me be clear. Informants who work for some government bodies are usually registered under pseudonym or the nickname it must be. It's regulated. You don't just pick up the some person and on the street like in a movie you become informant. It doesn't work that way. There's a reasons for that and we can explain this in some other episodes. Now, 
they can be paid for the work or they might have some other reasons why they supply some uh, government bodies or agencies with information. Some of the reasons may be hate, uh-huh, fear or revenge. In some cases, an informant will trade information with the government or judicial bodies in exchange for reduced sentences. And that is happening. If they are inca- uh, arrested, put in a prison or perhaps avoid serving prison sentence in the first place. In my next episode, I will talk about recruitment of informants and developing informant management plan. Thank you for listening and I'm inviting you to like, share and subscribe to this channel and most importantly, leave me a comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic.